Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Nailed it. Oh, Oh, (laughs) damn it. Did not nail it. Opposite of nailed it. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show turned podcast, Too Beautiful to Live, hosted by Daytime Emmy Award winner Luke Burbank and also Andrew Walsh. I'm Bobby Pape in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and joining me on this Sunday afternoon for your Monday recap edition of the show in Everett, Washington, trying not to melt, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello, Bobby. And in Dallas, Texas, where I think you're just always trying not to melt, Meredith Mahan and Stephen. Good afternoon, Meredith and Stephen. Hi, Bobby. And <laughs> excellent. We're going to take a look at the last week of TBTL that was after some LRV business and things we must discuss. After our week in review, we'll do a little housekeeping and tell you, dear listener, how you can get involved. But first, we actually have a tidy little list of things on LRB business, starting with Friday's show, the last episode we put out, LRB 121. I guess it's time for the obligatory podcast. Uh, that's an episode. That Mike and I did with Phyllis Fletcher uh, for her Phyllis fave for March, uh, March, June, (laughs) whatever. I don't don't know where March came from Uh, for June. And she took us back to Andrew's first kiss and a couple of his most awkward romance stories. And so I just want to stop here and say, if you haven't heard it, if you don't usually listen to the Friday shows or you skipped that one for whatever reason, go back and listen to it again and again. And again, because that's what we've been doing. And uh, Phyllis tells one hell of a story from her life. And Mike and I humiliate ourselves pretty well, too. So (laughs) I second that. It was a really good listen. I just heard it it a couple hours ago. And I do have to say that, I mean, I don't want to ruin it, but I think that even though, fuck you, Ryan. Sorry, Aiden. Totally. um, I don't think it was what she thinks it was. What do you think it was? I think he genuinely liked her. But that people were making fun of her and he didn't like that. So he had to pretend like he was too cool for her. Yeah, because if if it was really what she was saying, he would have been loud and proud about dating her, but not really made out with her. Hmm. But he really liked her. You know what I mean? I hope that's that's the case. That's a lot less awful than. Yeah, I mean, it's still bad. Boys are terrible. Teenagers are the worst. But I think he actually liked her or else he wouldn't have kissed her. Uh, No matter what actually happened, I think that it made her a better person and it gave us someone to hate. And that's Ryan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Will it offend Stephen, uh, Meredith, if you give us a pup date? It will offend him, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, uh, Let's see. So since Eddie's got all his shots now and he's fully recovered from his neutering, his stitches have dissolved and... He's uh he's all ready to go, so I'm I'm happy to report that I can now dump him off for someone else to deal with. Um, last week he did a meet and greet at a doggy daycare nearby called City Dog Club, and I think they have these in Seattle too. Um, that's where we take our older dog, and I really love that place. So, um, they so they assessed his personality and just to see how he interacted with the other dogs, and he passed. So I just left him there for several several hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so great. And is this like an overnight kennel that you could kennel him at too? 
You can, yeah. And I want to get him used to that because, like, when we go to Seattle, for instance, he's going to be there for a week. So I want to get him used to it. And I also enjoy the time yes. away from him <laughs> sometimes. And it's not that I don't want to hang out with them. It's just that, you know, it's been raining for 40 days and 40 nights in Texas. And uh, we've got construction going on in the house and, you know, blah, 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 blah. So it's just nice to be able to dump him it'll be a, <laughs> for a few hours. It'll be a nice break for him from the Ranchero music that I hear is customary with all construction in Texas, right? Well, we can hear it from Mike's house. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Meredith, before we let you go, uh, you had mentioned just before the show that uh, much like my first kiss story from Friday's episode of Little Red Bandwagon, yours also happened in a stairwell. And so I'm hoping that you could give us a little uh addendum to friday's episode you could just give us the the short version of that story yeah the short version is that so i was in seventh grade and we were at the end of the year dance for the seventh and eighth graders um where i went to school that was middle school and i had been quote unquote dating this guy for a few months and this is like 13 year old dating where you just talk on the phone and, mm -hmm. and pass each other notes and stuff and we had both been like way too nervous to do anything but hold hands for that whole entire time and so we're at this dance and it's the awkward you know 13 year olds at a dance where all the girls are on one side and the boys are on the other. And eventually he kind of like got up the nerve to come and talk to me and said, Hey, can we go talk? And I was like, huh? Okay. And so he pulled me into this stairwell and he asked if he could kiss me and he did. And it turned into like kind of a long makeout session, which was, it was both of our first kisses. So we did not know what we were doing. <laughs> he had started shaving already. And so he had stubble and it hurt so bad. And he drooled all over me. Like, I was covered in slobber by the end of it. But I do remember riding the bus home that day, feeling like I was walking on sunshine. That was fun. Uh, stubble and drool set the bar pretty high for Duff, huh? Yeah, yeah. We were also, like, kind of laid down next to each other at one point on the stairs, which were cement and had that, you know, sandpaper strip. <laughs> this was really comfortable. <laughs> Way to go. You went yeah. from zero to 60 on that one. Yeah, really did. Uh, next up is Minneapolis, and I can't remember exactly who or where or why or how I wrote that other than to say the live show is coming up in less than a week when you hear this. I am sure tickets are still available. The link is still pinned to the top of the Stens page and our page. And if you're coming, let us know. Post it on the Little Red Bandwagon Facebook page. Uh, send up the flag so that we know we're going to have some LRB people in the room. Saturday night, uh, I'll be there. Christy and Jeremy will be there. And uh, Anne, of course, will be there since it's her neck of the woods. And we'd like to see as many LRB fans as we can. So uh, let us know you're there. Uh, and Christy, yeah. can you tell us why your house is so peaceful this weekend? <laughs> um, Jeremy and Ellie went on a nerd trip to go to uh, JPL uh, NASA something or else thing. <laughs> they they it's only the, the jet, jet propulsion laboratory. Yeah, they only open it to the public once a year for an open house, and it's like so crazy that it actually put the NASA site down for forty five minutes while the tickets went on sale. Not even sale; they they're for free. But so they flew down there with his parents, and that's why I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're not friends with Jeremy on Facebook. He's been posting just a string of ridiculously adorable pictures of the two of them traveling. Mm -hmm. yeah. There's some really great. It's and so I'm sure cute. He'll post more. So, um, maybe we'll and because she, page two. 
And because she's a kid, especially a girl, um, they brought out all the women scientists to come talk to her and took her into special parts of JPL that the public doesn't get to go to. Wow. And she was just loving it. She was in heaven. And then she showed her Halloween picture of her as an astronaut and they all loved it. (laughs) So yeah, she had a great time. Uh, With that, let's go to our week in review. Uh, We're going to skip Monday episode 2130. That was titled a putterer in the streets, a mutterer in the sheets, because that is almost entirely just a rerun of the serial episode which is great, and I'm sure at some point we'll go into in-depth with a guest for a Friday show on that. So we're going to skip it with one note. Um, uh, several of us noticed in listening to that rerun that uh, Andrew suggests they do a Mary fuck, kill, sorry, Aiden, of serial mascots, but never suggests a trio of mascots to do it with. So listeners, we want to do this, but we don't want to come up with it because we all want to participate. So... If you would send us on the Facebook page or an email to littleredbandwagon at gmail.com or a voicemail, uh, the three serial mascots that you would suggest we have to either marry, fuck, or kill. (laughs) (laughs) We really know you're listening if you send us something like that. So uh, shoot us a note and we will hash that out next week with the hosts. (laughs) On a Tuesday, 2131, a shot glass of confusion. Uh, This opens with Luke eating parsnip chips. And have we all tried them now in the last week? I haven't tried them, but I haven't heard glowing reviews, so I'm not really, I don't think I'm going to. I've I've walked by them at Trader Joe's twice. (laughs) Like, eh. Uh, Christy, you've had them. Yeah. Well, because um, I do a happy hour at work um, every other Thursday, and I get most of my stuff at Trader Joe's, so I just added those as a happy hour. And I'll say that... Uh, they were not. They were all left still. Oh, I would no. say only a couple were tried. <laughs> so not a hit. Yeah. Uh, I just ate a small handful of them like an hour ago. I picked them up at Trader Joe's yesterday, knowing that this was a hot topic, and they taste like woefully undersalted sweet potato mm-hmm. chips. And I could totally see how they would make a good substitute for needing something to shove into your face while you're sitting there doing nothing or, or not really thinking about what you're eating. But the real answer is you should probably just not be eating anything or like eating celery or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we will finish the bag. Uh, I may uh, season them. Or eat some hummus with it or something. Yeah, because they're pretty hearty. They're thicker than regular yeah, chips. I, the thickness is what kind of draws me away. I like crisp. I don't know how to explain it. I like more of I a I know crunch. what you mean. The, my favorite potato chips in the world are actually the Trader Joe's regular old potato chips. And they're so thin and crispy and salty mm-hmm. and delicious and yep. perfect. And I'll eat a whole bag if I <laughs> allow myself to. Well, so that's the um, vanishing caloric density right there. Because mm-hmm. you eat those and they just sort of melt. Yep. And you get all the calories, but none of the hearty fulfilling of... That whole bag's probably like a half an ounce of potato chips. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's one potato that they uh-huh. just sliced as right. thin as possible. Uh, so this leads us to a debate that started on last week's After These Messages. It's incredible how much content carries over from ATM to TBTL these days. <laughs> uh, between this and random commercials coming up all the time now. Uh, but what is and what isn't a chip? And I think the argument's centered around Cheetos. Mm-hmm. They're a chip. Well, technically an extruded corn snack, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I would I say don't... they're a cat. 
category onto themselves. I don't, yeah. think I don't it's think... fair to call them a chipper or cracker. They're like but a puff. I don't agree with the, the I mean because if you're going to say chips are made of potatoes, then no, they're not a chip. Well, then what's a parsnip chip, right? It's a chip. Yeah. Right. I'm a more I have a more liberal view of what a chip is. Like I said in the stents page, it's like porn. I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> Send us all your chips and we'll take a look. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because every time you try to draw distinctions or, or make a category, something goes outside of it. Yeah. Yep. Nope. I agree. And I don't have a good answer beyond that. So I think we should all just enjoy the extruded yeah. corn food group. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> if you uh, like it, eat we, it. But yeah. Before we move on from chips, uh, a note of clarity, because they're sort of from this region, it's Utz. Mm-hmm. U-T-Z is Utz, not Utz. Utz. <laughs> Utz. Uh, we already talked about Vanishing Clark. Density, that came up because Andrew's been chasing a fried chicken dragon. He had great fried chicken once and nothing can live up ever since. Uh, but someone suggests the idea of a fried skins restaurant, which sounds like a Ugh. health code issue. Like, like, like maybe if you're in cahoots with a hospital to make money. I don't even have my gallbladder no. anymore, and that makes my gallbladder hurt. Yeah, that sounds so disgusting. <laughs> It's like a, a that guy from um, Silence of the Lambs would have that restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> or Jim Carrey with the chicken skin yes, in his face. Yes, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but Luke would be all for this because he has completely been uh, brainwashed by big hypertension to the point where he's salting his own pizza. Is do you think that's real? I believe it that he does it. I've never heard oh, of it, and I would God. never do it. I can't imagine anyone saying it if they don't do it. I mean, I. Agree. Why would you make that up? Yeah. Well, with Andrew, where he said maybe like a little Cajun salt. Some seasoning or some something. Some seasoning, right. right. But salt? Oh my God. It's already no. so salty. Mozzarella I can see that is at like, like the saltiest cheese ever already. Yeah. Oh, no. But it's a, a highlight for your gluttony night, <laughs> which is an idea I can get behind. Yeah. Is that like worse it. than a cheat day? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> we used to do this thing in church youth group. Uh, with these women that all kept trying to kiss me um, where once every couple of months we would go out and get fast food but we would get what everyone wanted from whatever fast food restaurant they wanted so we would just basically run the suburban gauntlet of drive throughs <laughs> and bring it all back and have this smorgasbord of different you know of course every time there was a french fry battle to figure out who had the best french fries uh, but just all the other stuff, too. So it would be like McDonald's chicken nuggets next to a Whopper, and everybody could cut it up and have a bite of this and that and the other thing, and Taco Bell. And um, none of us died. Yet. Yet. <laughs> It'll catch up with you, I'm But sure. we didn't have dessert pizza, which Ugh. I, I'm so glad they brought this up because you know that I have an affinity for Papa John's garlic sauce. And so once in a while we'll order from Papa John's. Uh, and I get all these emails and I get so many emails for, I believe it's called the Brookie, which is a half brownie, half chocolate chip cookie pizza. Ew. No, they yeah. need to stop trying to make dessert happen at pizza places. <laughs> it's never a good situation. But, but are there people buying it? Like, are there these must big, be, are these big families of 30 people having pizza dinners? Ordering these things to go there. All that stuff's way too cloyingly sweet for me. It has no interest. No, me neither. No. Yeah. Um, also, not particularly interested in low carb ice cream. No, these these substitutions are weird and full of sc- scary ingredients, and just don't eat ice cream. Right. <laughs> or make fruit ice cream. 
Like you take a banana and you puree it and then you mm-hmm. put it in the freezer. Like with an avocado or something. Yeah. I've seen pe- yeah. That can be okay. Yeah. yeah. Or blueberries. Yeah. Uh, before we move on from food, did I miss something about a sausage on the floor? Luke told the story about having a party. Wasn't that today? So he had a party and a ton of people came and then it was three in the morning and he didn't, more people were coming and he hid oh, in his right. kitchen and he sat on the floor and ate like a cold sausage hiding from the other partiers because he was tired of partying. That's hilarious. I get it. <laughs> yeah. See, the mistake he made is putting himself in that position in the first place. This is why we rarely throw parties. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and then he has the one when he dropped the hot dog on the casino floor and still ate it. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> yeah, but that was a different time in his life. That was a much more depressing moment. <laughs> uh, Meredith, as the resident scientist, can you weigh in on this sunscreen story? Um, sure. I mean, the shot glass thing is old. That's, that's a tired recommendation. When they said that, I was like, yeah, I've been hearing that yeah. my whole life. So I'm surprised that they didn't hear well, that. in the New York Times. Yeah, but it's always been the recommendation. I think it just tickled Luke when he saw it because he thought of shot uh, glass. a you one see. tequila, two tequila, three tequila, four floor full floor. of, mm-hmm. full of sunblock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, there's been a lot of research that came out showing that the SPFs aren't exactly what they say they are. Often mm-hmm. they're much lower than what's on the bottle. So that's upsetting. So being really careful with it is safe. That said, I don't always do that. And I prefer the spray stuff because it's easier and less goopy. Yeah. And if you continue, I mean, putting the spray stuff on is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you continue to put it on, then you should be okay. I never do that reapply thing though, unless I go swimming and I'm at the beach. But also there was an in- interesting stuff that's come out that nothing over 50 actually works. Yeah, there's no point in doing yeah, it. no point. More than 50. And that some of the chemicals in the normal stuff actually takes away the SPF. I don't know if that's true, but there's been a lot of articles that list the um, sunscreens you should actually get that have more natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Caveat to that, I've heard a lot of people... Um, using coconut oil instead of sunscreen yes do not you're just gonna fry you're making yourself into fried chicken you know, just this that's came out absolutely the, not gonna work all the essential oils yeah like that's one of the things you add lavender and some other thing no. to coconut oil that's like putting crisco on yourself yeah no it's not okay don't Isn't do coconut it coconut oil good for everything though i thought it's all no for sunburns after you wear it it would it's soothing but not before it's a good moisturizer it's a good cooking oil yeah. good i mean that's about shampoo. it I, it doesn't like, solve every medical problem no. known to man like some people seem to think it does i used to never use sunscreen because i don't i rarely burn i just get really brown and then i met my old boss's uh girlfriend and she was in her 50s and she looked 80 and Ooh. she is from the Bahamas and like her um, chest was all wrinkly and her face. And I ran out and bought sunscreen that day. I'm like, <laughs> nope, I'm always doing this. I've, I've gotten better about it in Dallas because the sun is so much more intense here yes. and I spend so much more time outside. Plus, I'm like nearing 35. So I want to be careful with the wrinkle thing. The problem is that, that I have is I can't find a face sunscreen that doesn't make me shiny. So... If anyone has recommendations, hit me up. We're asking for a lot this week, listeners. Yep. Get us your MFK cereal mascots. Uh, get us a, an effective sunblock for the face. I'm sure we'll have more by the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the only other thing I want to bring up from Tuesday before we move on, and I feel obligated as the guy on the show this week, is in the conversation about haircuts that men have to get as their hair thins. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen Andrew, although I think the last time I saw him, I think he was wearing a hat. Um, I'm sure it's not as bad as either of them think it is, although I suppose you do reach a point where you do have to worry about sunburn on the bald spot or the thinning spot. You lose yeah. that coverage. Um that's just another one where I only I the spray sunblock has to be the solution there, right? You're not going to work it in like like uh, conditioner into your <laughs> hair before you go to the beach. That'd be murder for your hair. I, you know, my my husband's fully bald. He shaves his head now entirely, and he just has a huge collection of hats. So that's how he deals with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, my hairline's starting to pull back just a little bit from my forehead, so you can kind of see. And I very recently had to make the decision to about once a decade, I changed my haircut. And for the twenties, my haircut was my bangs sort of straight forward, cut short, straight across my forehead. And I made a drastic change. Don't do that anymore. No, that's terrible. (laughs) Not, not quite the bowl cut, but you know, I've seen pictures. Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, cause I just don't care. Right. That's, that's the problem or the blessing. I just, you know, I'm not going to spend time. Out no, your I, haircut now looks good. Keep yeah, that. So I flip it up in the front and sort of over to the side because mm-hmm. I have to take the side part now. That's the difference. To uh, cover things up. Well, not to cover cause it's not thinning, but because the sides pull back so much that, um, it just, there's no way to keep them even mm. <laughs> like that hair on this. It would just have to be so much longer. It just doesn't work, so uh, I've given up on that. Uh, it used to be that I kept my bangs really short, and it's so it wasn't like them falling forward so much as they just grow out to that point, and I'm too lazy to go get another haircut. In fact, I was supposed to go this morning, and I didn't. So hopefully b- before we go to Minneapolis, I'll take 20 minutes to do it. But uh, once a decade, I changed my haircut, so I felt for that whole conversation because as my hairline pulls back more and more, I know I'm screwed. <laughs> Anyway, Christy, why don't you take us to Wednesday? Okay. Um, let's see. Wednesday, 2132, the Rube Gold Burbank machine. Um, let's see. We find out that Luke, with the CBS Morning Show, has won a Daytime Emmy Award, which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, so this brings me to it. So he logs in and is like, oh, I don't really want to get the award. Uh, it feels a little braggy, but I'll just check it out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay any money for it. Um, and then I, we don't find out today. I think we find out the next day, right? Mm-hmm. How much yeah. it was. Cause right. he's like, Oh, this is too much work. I don't want to do it while I'm on the show. Luckily he didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, he made a comment about how the, the thing is to get these awards and then to like put them in the bathroom or say, oh, I don't even care about it. Like, where is it or whatever? And um, I have a funny story about this is my old rich boss had a Picasso in his bathroom. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> like in he had a this giant, I don't know what do they call it, an ensuite bathroom with like walk in closets and like a little kitchen even for like his coffee and his breakfast to be brought up in a dumb waiter and then a shower and like this big bathtub. And then, um, Hold he had, the phone. Yeah. who wants a kitchen in their bathroom? First it, of all, what you're describing <laughs> is an efficiency apartment. Yeah. Oh, that's how big it was. It was giant. 
um it was so that the maid could make his make sure that the that everything was hot and fresh when she brought it into Ooh. him because he would have breakfast in bed every day. Sounds too close to the bathroom. I it's agree. Too close. Yes, exactly. So, but the toilet was in a its own separate little room, mm-hmm. and inside that room, he had his uh, year supply of Playboys and then a Picasso on the wall. What? So he appreciated high art and low art <laughs> at the same time. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I bet you know. I've been thinking now that that Playboy is eliminating nudes. I wonder if the writing is going to still be, or will be good. I honestly haven't looked at a playboy since I was 16 years old. Uh, but I wonder, is it going to be, is it worth subscribing to as a men's magazine? Now I wonder if anybody's actually reading it. I don't know. We'll have to, if anyone wants to get back to us about that, I guess I can, <laughs> I should grab one at the airport. I'm always skeeved out that they sell porn at airports. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, weird. But I guess now that playboy is not porn. Right. There's yeah. nothing wrong with me just kicking back and reading it in my aisle seat on the way to Minneapolis. It's exactly no, like a weird. Maxim or something. Right. Or uh, I used to subscribe to Esquire, and then I, they just piled up, and so I stopped. But uh, yeah, back to yeah. Picasso. I really think Sorry. he got it because of the articles, because he was old and, you know things Ugh. stop working and also he back in the day he was friends with Hugh Hefner and dated a Playboy bunny. <laughs> wow. He had an interesting life that guy. Um so then we moved to kids on a field trip thought that the art was bullshit so they decided to make their own by putting art uh, some glasses on display. <laughs> I love that. I love it so much because it's so true. Yep. Uh so I studied music theory in high school and college as part of my training in the world I'm now in. My degree's in English, but I took a lot of music classes and I studied a fair amount of contemporary music. And when you do that, they talk about contemporary art because there's a lot of parallels there. And I used to have a high school theory teacher, music theory teacher, who hated contemporary art. And she would just get up in front of the class and yell at us. If you plant flowers in a toilet and put it in a gallery, that's not art. <laughs> uh, she's right. So, I don't know yeah. about that. It might be art, but it's not It's not for me. Yeah. yeah, it's not for me. I like it. But the kids, it worked. People were inspired by that pair of glasses they left on yes. the floor. Yeah. And I thought that styrofoam block thing that Luke talked about that was looked like garbage but was gold on the inside, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. If he I, had just read the sign. Right. I'm not surprised he didn't read the sign either. No. Just, just turned like, away. Grown. But how he describes that time in his life when he was married to this like contemporary artist or something, I would be, as he says, hard eye rolling for years. Oh, yeah. He, I'm sure he got his lifetime fill of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I like when, was it? This day when he said that he wanted America to win the arts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it wasn't even a contest. I don't even know if there's any American artists, but I wanted them to win. <laughs> um, then we talk about Encyclopedia Brown because Andrew went and visited some friends that have kids. Did you guys read these books? No. No, you didn't? not at all. What? I read Nancy Drew. I thought that was for boys. No. Oh. You're I a am little a boy too that young. didn't read it because my mom was just not very good at bringing books to me. You couldn't go to the library? Well, yeah, I meant physically. No, I just mean she didn't read to me as a kid, and so I wasn't oh. much of a reader as a kid. But also I think that you're pretty young. 
it's kind of like yeah, those are older. They're becoming books. retro now, mm-hmm. and so they're back in. But those were really popular and new when I was a kid. Yeah, so I was you all like them. them? Yeah. Do you yeah. have them? Does Ellie read them? No, she she's not reading yet. We're still on. I am Sam. Sam's mm-hmm. friend is Matt. Right. Oh, friends a little hard, but um, yeah. So we're still at the three letters and lower <laughs> type books with her. But I think she would really like them. The mystery. I also really like Choose Your Own Adventures. Oh, I loved those. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. I feel like Encyclopedia Brown. Like I haven't read Encyclopedia Brown, but I have seen all twelve seasons of Murder She Wrote. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like from what I have heard, they end the same way, which is in the last ten minutes uh, or five minutes. Here are the eight things I noticed that you should have too to figure mm-hmm. this out. Right, mm-hmm. that you had you would have never known. Right, except yeah. it's easier on Murder She Wrote because for some reason the camera is always lingering on this random yeah. ass thing for two minutes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Encyclopedia Brown were were hard, and if you could get it, you did feel very happy of yourself. And I would urge everyone to go listen to the Why It Matters Encyclopedia Brown episode. Uh, if we know where it is, I'll put it in the show okay. notes. Um, and then we talk about someone wrote in and said that they can't go to the live show because they are planning a bachelorette party. And then Luke and Andrew went on a really funny jag about having lots of um, penis items <laughs> and <laughs> that there's going to be lots of hot bachelors at the <laughs> At the um, at the show, and I just wanted to talk about this. What what is the point of these things? Of what, Meredith? Did you have a bachelorette party? No, that was penis filled. Okay, absolutely not. Oh, no, I I went out with some friends and we went bar hopping around town. It was not that crazy. I didn't want to be that group of girls. I hate it. They they've basic bachelorette parties have ruined every comedy club yeah. and every gay bar in right. the world. Right, and I hate it. Same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my only experience with bachelorette parties is being in a public space where one disrupts said space. Yes. It, mm-hmm. it, they're terrible. <laughs> they're all dressed. They're dressed like they're clubbing and they have veils on and, and sashes and loud tiaras. And penises and they're, the penises are flashing Ugh. and they're, oh, it's just no. On the tips of their straws. Yes. It's so just no. Yeah. I, that I do have a, not really a story, but uh, when I was uh let's see 19 and i just started working my first office job at the buffalo philharmonic it was part-time in the marketing department i shared an office with a girl who was just a few years older than me just out of college and she went to a bachelorette party and i remember jokingly telling her because she was traveling for the weekend to bring me back a souvenir and she brought me back a penis straw and it lived on my desk (laughs) for like a month it was a prized possession. I did have to plan a bachelorette party for a friend who wanted that all that whole thing. Why do so, people want that? I don't know. I've, and and we had well. to go. We had to go to a, a strip club. So it was like men at ten oh. at this really sleazy oh. strip club, and oh, it was awful. No. And I they bought a lap dance for me. No, and it was I horrible. had to do Thunder from Down Under in Vegas, <laughs> a Vegas one, and it was the worst. Everything the guy who did my worst. lap dance turned out to be the volleyball coach at my university. Oh. Ah. Was he gay? I don't think so. Most of, I mean, the he was pretty hot when we were doing when we were at Thunder from Down Under. There was one of the dancers was hitting on the DJ, and I'm like, he doesn't care about these women. <laughs> I was like trying to find the fraud and everything that was yeah. like 
they all pretend they're Australian. That's like Ugh. the weirdest part. And they have the okay. Just don't go there. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We need to uh, go to Thursday, Meredith, okay. please. <laughs> yeah, please. Thursday, twenty-one thirty-three. The world's best chuffinator. Uh, we start out talking about washers, dryers, and dishwashers. Uh, Andrew suddenly has all three, which is new. Um, and he doesn't, but he doesn't really like a dishwasher. He doesn't use a dishwasher. Um, but he does think it would be good for a dinner party quote, which I hope we don't have. And I identify so <laughs> much too. with that. God, so much. My husband loves to entertain, Ugh. loves to have people over, loves to have dinner parties. In fact, we had one last night and he doesn't tell me about them now until about three hours before people show up because otherwise I'll spend the whole day angry at him and cleaning the house furiously. <laughs> saying, oh, see why this are we right doing here? This? this is the reason why the party's ruined. Yes. Like, yep, I'm exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Jeremy and Duff should get together. <laughs> well, like last night it was like, oh, can, can my buddy come over? Because uh, Duff just got a green egg, that that grill oh, thing. Mm -hmm. yep. And he's like, my buddy, need, I, I need him to show me how it works. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, fine. Likely um, story. And then he's like, and then Jared's going to come over. Okay. All and right. Fine. Wives. And then Andrew's going to come. Okay, fine. So this is a dinner party. Okay. So he eases me into it at the last minute. So yeah, I mean, I like my dishwasher. I love my dishwasher and I do use those little pods. I don't know why we're talking about this, but it's not confusing which goes in which machine since they're far apart. Right. Wait, so you put the Seattle Seahawks one in your dishwasher. Yes. And your Denver Broncos tabs are for your washer washer. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we don't use we use liquid for both because we're heathens from the 20th century. I don't know. Just don't buy the tabs. <laughs> they're great, except they're. Not, I mean, sometimes they don't all the way dissolve, and then in that way, they're not great. But whatever. Anyway, this is dumb. Uh, mm -hmm. Then let's move on to Kyle Mooney talk um, and this uncomfortable kind of humor, which. I don't know. It's it's. I think it's pretty funny, but sometimes it's really painful for me to watch. I w watch like from a blanket over my yeah. eyes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or have to fast forward or tell me when it's over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I know some people revel in that, but I don't. I think it's tough on the SNL stage in that environment mm -hmm. because it just doesn't it doesn't translate the right way. Even the Kyle yeah. Mooney sketch where he plays the sticky comedian over the top because as an audio form or as a video form, you feel like you're in the room or you're supposed to be in the room. And so that's different. Watching it on TV on something less SNL, it just fails so miserably to me. He does it pretty well in a couple sketches. They have this one where he's pretending to be like a surfer dude from SoCal. Have you seen that? Mm -mm. Um, yeah. He does a pretty okay, awkward host there, kind of like this bro character. <laughs> so that's one that I think is pretty good. I like Kyle Mooney. I just, that kind of uncomfortable comedy is uncomfortable to me andrew wants to be his friend though um which he comes close to <laughs> hear about <Six> later degrees. <laughs> um for some reason i don't know why this came up but luke did a bill clinton impression doing a travolta impression from pulp fiction well they were the only travolta quotes he could think of right <laughs> the royale with cheese and then actually that was said by both vincent and jules i think they yeah. both talked about royale mm -hmm. with cheese so you know sort of Twofer. worked mm-hmm Wait, have you guys have you guys noticed how much Kyle Mooney looks like Sean DeTori? I could see that. Yeah. yeah. When when he first was on Saturday Night Live, I took a screenshot of the um TV and tweeted a picture of that with next to Sean and they look like they could be brothers. <laughs> um 
Luke says that he's chuffed about this Emmy, uh, but then he's not, he's unchuffed. Is that the opposite of chuffed? <laughs> I think so. That he realizes it's going to be $450 to get this statue. Um, so how much would we all pay for this thing? $1,000. Really? Uh-huh. If I'm Luke, because mm-hmm. I feel like Luke makes more money than I do. Mm-hmm. Probably a thousand dollars. Yeah, I was thinking the same up to a thousand dollars. Because uh, first of all, I, I, do we have to have the debate about whether or not he should get this statue? Because obviously, I think I feel like that's been hashed out yeah. too much. Uh, he has to. He has to get it because it either goes one of two ways: he gets it and it's the highlight of his career, mm-hmm. <laughs> or he gets it and then his career goes so much higher that it's kind of funny that it's his first one. Right. Yeah. I mean, because this was the perfect storm of him getting it he was on just enough episodes this year mm-hmm. to be able to be eligible for it and also he doesn't know which which they submitted for consideration they could have put the right. one where he talked about gamers that started gamergate or whatever <laughs> the, he doesn't know which ones or so, the one where he drank nasty ass water through a filter right straw. it could oh, it could yeah. have been so many and he could have been one that you know pushed it over the edge or ate squirrel meat. Yeah, he's really put his uh, yeah. he's put his body and his reputation on the line a lot for that show. Now that I think about it, he drove a carriage with horses. Yes, yes. has that aired yet? I don't know. He's done a lot though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would do that. I don't know if I'd pay a thousand dollars. Four fifty seems reasonable to me. It's hard to say. I, there's no awards in my field of work, so I'm never confronted yeah, and when with this could, possibility. <laughs> when you could get an award, a dumb doctor takes all the credit in yours. <laughs> There's not even adequate credit. You can't even your put field. your name yeah, the down award, somewhere. The award is that somebody gets to do a presentation and I'm not included in right. any way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, um, God. Yeah, no, I would definitely pay the 450 and I would definitely pay double that. Yeah, I'm pushing to $1,000. I, I just can't imagine not getting it. Yeah. He should get it. Yeah. It's a distinction. It's a great thing that happened. So Luke's in the uh, Livewire studios and the phone starts to ring and he just decides to answer it on speakerphone. I love it. <laughs> and it's an untrustworthy Frenchman. <laughs> and I think this might have been the first mention that, that Luke tells us that he's been drinking. <laughs> Makes sense. He's going to go celebrate with the Livewire crew and he's uh, started early, it sounds like. Uh, that was a strange little side note. And I also thought it was worth mentioning that we're dangerously close to a TBTL with just Andrew, which I think would be a good title for when Luke's on vacation, (laughs) because Luke will never in a million years fill out his thrive (laughs) self-assessment. Yeah. Again, he needs an assistant. Yeah. So he, he has to decide if he's above the law of paperwork or not. I guess we'll find out if we ever get confronted with TBTL with just Andrew. Uh, we should ask, I don't want to blow up his spot, but we should just ask Steve Nelson next weekend. Cause I imagine he's going to be at the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be like, do we need to fill out his thrive report for him? <laughs> we'll do it so that he could stay employed. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> we know his strengths and weaknesses. Who, who better than us? <laughs> I, I feel like maybe every episode is a little thrive report. Yeah. Cause he admits these things regularly. Yeah. Yeah. True. So the celebration with Live Riot crew is going putt-putt golfing. Is it putt-putt or is it mini golf? Does it matter? Putt-putt is a... Is a I think it's regional. I, I think putt-putt is actually a um, trademarked name. Like you can own mm. a putt-putt franchise. And if it's not putt-putt, it's just mini golf. I'm trying to think of another thing that's like this, but I'm trying to like, I guess, like Frisbee. Like you either own a Frisbee yeah. or a Frisbee. 
sanctioned by the Whammo Corporation, or you just own a flying disc. Right. Uh, Have you guys calls ever it a done flying this? disc? Well, this ultimate putt-putt? ultimate frisbee is a is branded to that right that product. I have gone uh, mini golfing tons of times. I love it. Uh, I haven't gone in a while, but uh, them talking about that final hole where the, it takes <laughs> your ball that was that was fun. That brought back a lot of memories. I should yeah. go. We the should. closest I've gotten is Karate Kid, watching the movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> we because should. Uh, it's almost uh, the same. We should plan a little red bandwagon uh, mini golf or putt putt if we can find a, a sanctioned putt putt course. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometime around when several of us are going to be in seattle this summer there's a really nice one at the a really fancy golf course they've saint they've pulled off and made a little mini one i never went putt putt golfing because um my dad always took me bowling because when my parents were divorced we had a separate dad day right and my sister always got to go putt putt and i always had to go bowling or to a movie i mean didn't have to those that that's what i chose but i never so i've never been Wow, never. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I, I do think, though, it's not gambling in any way, shape, or no. form. But no. you can make anything into gambling, right? Well, Luke can, it sounds like. Um, the, there's a little diversion back to this Emmy thing where uh, Luke actually suggests a Kickstarter mm-hmm. for this award. Um, and Andrew says that would be great. And then Andrew went to the Stens page and shut that down. Yeah. <laughs> I think that <laughs> right was away. The, that was the yeah, right Yeah, it was a, just a joke. Yeah. Okay. Let's not do yeah. this, please. Luke, well, what a would have felt so weird about it yeah plus the only way to successfully do that would have been to put the money in luke's hands i mean that's just super awkward like if it's something we could buy behind his back and present to him that would Mm -hmm. be okay maybe but yes yeah that's a good point yeah so um and then moving on the the real world seattle is returning Mm. um and then we get to hear i didn't know this story that luke wanted to be on the real world when it was originally in Seattle. And then when he finally got around to applying, he was too old. Yeah. This is a real thing. If you grew up, I think you both are a little young. I mean, you probably watched it, but like it was a cultural experience. I mean, to be a teenager when it first started the New York one. And then when you realize you've aged out of being able to be on the real world, because I think you kind of, everyone kind of thinks like, oh yeah, when I'm on real world, I hope that it's Mm -hmm. in this city. Like that was always something, or I hope I like my roommates. It was just something you thought of in the back of your head while watching it. Um, Or like, oh, if I was on this episode, I'd hate that guy. Um, And when you realize you've aged out of that, it's kind of depressing. It was more depressing than turning 30. I did watch that show, but I was too young to really identify mm. with it. We had cable so infrequently that it just never really crossed my transom. I mean, I was familiar with it, and I, I'm i sure I saw episodes here and there, but um, I never caught the group dynamic of it. But it is the, the grandfather of all reality TV, For right? For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Real World Seattle, when it was here originally, they it was the worst, and where they're staying is Capitol Hill, which has already become... So Capitol Hill used to be this fun, funky, gay part of town. And you could go to the bars and feel safe. And it was... I mean, except for, you know, the occasional bachelorette party. But now it's all <laughs> bachelorette parties and all hipsters and all total ass douches. Mm-hmm. And um, they're moving there, which is perfect. But it means that it's going to be even more terrible. I can't even imagine what it's going to be like. And they're right. Like, Andrew would have run into them. 
They'll be at the cool ice cream store or getting tacos at that place that he likes at two o'clock in the morning. We took you there, Bobby. You know, like that's going to be their place. I would love. We're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I would love an Andrew cameo in the background of a real world yeah. shot where he's like smoking, <laughs> like, holding like, a hot dog, <laughs> looking surprised. Yeah. <laughs> he's on his phone smoking outside of his apartment. Yeah, right. <laughs> Leaning against his scooter. Yep. <laughs> because, I mean, the public transportation is not is not very good in Seattle. So they're going to hang out in Capitol Hill and they'll probably have some kind of um, bullshit volunteer job like they do on all the episodes. Right. But it was surprising. And when I read the news, I thought, oh, this is still on. I can't believe it's still on. That was news to me, too. <laughs> uh, well, that's and that's why they put them in that neighborhood. Of course, they can drunk walk home mm-hmm. and yeah. it'll be easier for the camera crews to keep up with them. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm so glad I don't live there just this summer. <sighs> yeah. That's all I've got for Thursday. Well, let's bring this to Friday. Judge, Judy, and Executioner. Good title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good title. Two in a row, Thursday and Friday. I liked mm-hmm. the uh, the Chuffinator one, too. Uh, Luke still hasn't made a decision on whether or not he's going to buy the Emmy. Andrew just wants to know when he's made the decision. Not yeah. necessarily what the decision yeah, is, but right. he's made it. Yeah. Uh, the Mariners had a pretty epic comeback uh, the previous night, and... Uh, we get this through the lens of Susie Burbank texts to family text group texts. And what that made me wonder is how you all and we all have these different group family texts. Cause I know for me, it's a lot of Facebook chat groups where the exact same thing happens where we'll say something and then realize that that particular person's not in that particular group. Hmm. I think most of mine is, is on Facebook messenger. I don't have a lot of text chains with like my family and stuff there's a few ones i have with my friends Mm -hmm. like our trivia team we have a chat um so i I wouldn't ever have to worry about sending something inappropriate to like my mother on accident oh i have a story um so i have a friend who's um she's british and very lewd and awesome and she's from my old work and her name is the same first name as jeremy's mom oh no (laughs) and there's been times well it's mostly works the opposite way where they're sending me things and i'm like holy crap i can't believe she's saying these things (laughs) and then i'm like oh okay so i actually had to switch their last names in my phone so that i see (laughs) and i have like star star naomi work like Uh really big uh (laughs) because i do not want to make a mistake of of being like oh because we send each other like atheist thing like memes back and forth and stuff like that like it would not be good (laughs) uh i don't have any great missed or misdirected stories but i do like that in facebook chat you can like text name the chat group Mm mm-hmm and I'll spare everyone the names of all of ours, but like we plan 98% of this show in a Facebook chat called L- LRB Fam that I think mm-hmm. Jeremy just named one day um, forever ago. But you can also change the name. So we're several of us are in a group chat with some other tens where the name just evolves based mm-hmm. on whatever's going on recently yeah. <laughs> in the chat. And that chat's been going for over a year now, which is kind of incredible. Um, and then I love that Mike and Jeremy and I have a chat that's just called Bro Chat. Because I don't think we could be any more broy or any less broy, rather. I don't. Why, why don't we have lady chat? Or maybe we do, and do I'm not you invited. Have lady chat? I don't know. 
I have one called Basic Bitches. Oh, I would fit in. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Is that a the, Joellen-centric chat? Uh, no, they na- the girls named it after Joellen said that. But <laughs> it it's with uh, Sarah, who um, Meredith has taken on as a friend. Yes. In Dallas. <laughs> hmm, excellent. Yeah. Oh, and I have the Little Red Carpool, which is the chat of all the people who are going to ride in my rental car up to Minneapolis, or up to the St. Paul Legion and back. Oh, that's good. So there you go. Emily from Mike and Emily has one uh, that's called Your Stupid Podcast. Oh, I love that one. (laughs) Because it's about our stupid podcast. Titled by her, I think. I think it started when she was like, hurry up. Mike needs to make me lunch or something. It was something where like, you guys shut up. Uh, Let's blast through the rest of Friday. We have a won't they or won't they tension between Luke and Andrew. Uh we have uh, a Kyle Mooney interaction, just coincidentally. Luke happened to see him Thursday night while out with the Livewire staff. And this leads to a really painfully awkward conversation about whether or not Luke would hypothetically opt to go second banana behind Kyle Mooney if Kyle Mooney was suddenly interested, able, and willing to host Livewire. <laughs> why on earth? Why did we do this thought exercise? I think Andrew loves those would you rather do this or yeah. would you rather do that? And I think it's just him. What if he, cause you've heard when he hosts the show completely, he do, he loves doing those things. So I think it was just him. That's his personality. Yeah. He loves these things and he loves analogies, kind yep. of tortured, weird analogies. And quizzes. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember if on the takedown podcast, when Andrew was on, if they put him through an either or, cause that was, they a did. And they made him seem show. racist. Oh, right. Remember? Oh. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, we should, well, we're bringing that back sort of with the MFK of serial, uh, mm-hmm. mascots, mm-hmm. uh, top story, Tronk, stupid, right? We don't have to yep. talk about it. Terrible. Yeah. Tronk, uh, kid left on mountain in Japan. Kid would have been taken away for sure here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, gone for a week, a little kid like that. He could have died yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Kind of amazing. He didn't. Yes. Um, not really a TBTL story though, like because I think we're all in agreement, and it's not particularly captivating. I think it more played into this week. The internet has decided what kind of parents they all would be. Yeah, so we were angry at the stories. gorilla mom last week, and now we can be angry at the bear mountain mom. Mm-hmm. Right. Can't wait to find out what parent and what animal get paired together next week. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we get an email from a listener telling Andrew to take that regulator off his scooter and he'll be able to get it up faster. He shouldn't take it on the highway, but it, it has potential being left on the table because of something specifically installed for his safety. <laughs> yeah, take that off. I just love that Andrew said that he looks like a bear riding a scooter. <laughs> it's a good image. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you have a note about the waist to height ratio. Oh, yeah. We got an email saying that was a better indicator than the BMI. Mm-hmm. And um, the doctors, the two doctors weighed in on this too. Dr. Jim and Dr. Rob both said that as well. Yeah. Interesting. I, I wasn't aware that. of this measurement, so I went and checked it out, and it, it seems cool because it was good result for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> if you'll excuse me, I, I'm going to have to go after the show and buy some lifts. <laughs> <laughs> I am six feet tall for this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to be a basketball player by the time I get to Minneapolis. <laughs> uh, I only want to note from Friday one more thing, which is that there's a Casper ad, at least in the version I got from near the end of the episode. And Luke says that he has a penchant 
for life hacks. Mm. He has and, a penchant for misusing that word. Right. And he has come out against life hacks so often. I didn't hear this. I must have stopped b- before the end of the show. Was was he somehow saying that having a Casper mattress was a life hack? Yep. Yeah, something like that. Somehow having a Casper mattress would hack your life. Uh. <laughs> I, I was more offended that he was undermining his own principle about the term life hack. Right, right. Uh, was he just reading copy that they sent to him? Like, maybe Possibly. he didn't have a choice here. Yeah, maybe. And also he doesn't care because it's a commercial, and I get right. it. It does make mm-hmm. me... I still am wondering about a Casper mattress. Um, we don't really have a... We, we eventually need a new mattress, but I was thinking more for a guest bed situation. We have a similar thing on our guest bed. It, it's not a Casper. It's a... Uh, what is it called? Thistle and needle or something. Um and it was, you know, it arrived the same way, kind of compressed, and it expanded. And it's like, it's more comfortable than our mattress. When ours goes, we're going to get one of those, I think. Mm. Uh, and of course, I'm sure I'm not the first person, and I'm sure I won't be the last person to say this, but I'm concerned about the 100-day return policy, because I don't know how the hell you pack that thing back up. <laughs> I know. You can return it if you can get it back into the box. Right. <laughs> and I, I think uh, with that... Uh, that's our week. Uh, so housekeeping, we did a plug for the live show at the top. Uh, come, please, and say hi. And um, uh, I'll be there, and Christine and Jeremy will be there, and Ann will be there. And we have no idea how we're going to tape LRB yet next week, but one way or another, we'll also have a recap and all that. Uh, but we want to see people. I want to see people. Christy, are you bringing stickers and stuff? Sure. <laughs> In I'm, your trench coat? Yeah. I well, do I that. don't. I don't. Well, I won't be wearing a trench coat. It's supposed to be over 90 in the Midwest. That's not fun. No, it's not. <laughs> um, I just don't want to take away business that they may have. That's a good it point. It just feels gross. They'll probably have something for sale. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't want to be uh, that. Okay. Well, uh, uh, if anyone desperately needs a sticker, come see us on the slide. But, but make no. sure you have your mug or whatever they're hawking first. Yeah. But you can also buy them on the, on our website. Yes. Yep. And, but maybe uh, we should suspend trying to sell our stuff because it's this week is TBTLathon. Mm. That's a good thought. Although that little red bandwagon sticker would look great on the inside of your TBTL lunchbox. Sure would. Yes. Or on the other side of your water bottle. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Christy, archive update. Um, there. We. I keep getting. Um, like thank you to everyone who's reaching out to me. We don't have any more weeks of radios, radio episodes available. So, but we still want your help in the current episodes or the ones from earlier in 2016 because that's where we are. Um, but I just want you to know that the archive is working because last week Andrew contacted me to see how many times they've replayed the serial episode, if ever. <laughs> and then this week he's working on the mixtape the mixtape for the people that are coming to the show and he asked me to try to go through the archive and find some stuff for him so it is working it's working and that andrew is making you still do the work but it's working well no because i told we i had a i had a long phone conversation with them about it and told him that it's perfectly fine for him to do that or to send me people if they're like oh what is that episode where this happened that he can pass that on to me i don't care all right uh Anyone itching to do the Get Involved section? Nope. 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 <laughs> com, the Stens page on Facebook, or LittleRedBandMuggin on Facebook. Christy, you're at Kissy Eyes on Twitter. Meredith, you're at Meredith underscore Mayhan 
Uh, Mike Frizzell is at Drew McFrizz. I'm at R.L. Pape. Jeremy Holmes, uh, perhaps one of the best fathers around, especially this weekend, is at Dadstronaut, appropriately enough. The show Twitter's LRB Podcast. You can email us at littlebrightbandwagon at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at... Yo, this is Wagoneer Lauren. Word on the street is the LRB isn't getting many voicemails, and it's probably because their number doesn't have a catchy jingle, so I wrote a rap about it. Well, my name is Lauren, and I'm here to say the LRB needs your calls in a major way. You've got Meredith and Bobby and Mike Frizzell, and while Christy's on sabbatical, there's Anne as well. They're all patiently waiting for the phone to ring with your episode submissions. It don't cost a thing. Just dial 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-TBTL. 802-432-TBTL. 8285's the last four digits if you dummies can't spell. Peace. And Christy, uh, did Mm -hmm. you find someone to co-host Nerd Out Loud with you this weekend? I did. So everyone should listen. (laughs) It's a secret. Ooh, suspense. (laughs) It's a secret. I'm interested. (laughs) I don't want Jeremy to know. Okay. Well, I know it's not me, so... (laughs) But I did get tons of good ideas, and so... You had a lot of volunteers. I did, yeah. So definitely I'll go through those and um, have them for the future. A a lot of... I got a lot of uh, direct messages of people asking for my sister to be on to tell stories about (laughs) when we were kids, and I came up with that. I I offered her that yesterday. She goes, ugh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So that's your teaser for Nerd Out Loud. Mr. Yeah, it's not my sister, not and it's Christmas. not, and it's not Bobby. So there you go. <laughs> no, we're no mother, not it's Meredith. Might no, be. maybe. Christy, get us out of here. Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Nailed it. Oh, Andrew.